0: first coming attractions before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the voice america empowerment channel we'll take you behind the scenes interview celebrities and review new movies tv shows and digital releases now here are your hosts from kids first coming attractions
1: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Zoe and today we're going to be talking about Justin Bieber, Our World and Just Beyond. We're also going to be listening to some interviews with Just Beyond, the cast and crew. And right now we're going to be talking with Dominic about Justin Bieber, Our World. Hi, Dominic. How are you? Good. How are you, Zoe? I'm doing just fine. I haven't seen this documentary yet, but I know my mom has and some of my friends. So tell me, what did you think about it and kind of what is it about?
2: Uh, Well, the documentary highlights uh, Justin Bieber's New Year's Eve concert in 2020 during the pandemic. The film gives viewers a 30-day countdown of what it was like planning a huge event such as this during the lockdowns because everything was essentially shut down. The concert took place on the rooftop of Beverly Hilton Hotel in California, it was really neat because people sitting at the hotel were able to watch the concert live, Well the rest, rest of the world were, could watch it lot on a live stream. Um, there was about 240 people watching from their balconies at the Beverly Hilton Hotel, and, well, it was just an amazing concert.
1: Yeah, I haven't, um, you know, seen it, but I did see the trailer and what I took away from it. You know, it's basically, you know, a show produced on quarantine in the Beverly Hilton Hotel, just like you said, on 2020. And this is his first concert in like three years.
2: Yeah, three years.
1: yeah and something like that is insane especially during a pandemic would you consider this documentary to really make audiences you know appreciate all the work of music artists and the production you know behind concerts because i'm sure if i see it, it's going to open up like a whole different perspective for me
2: well yeah um many of the fans i bet were very excited to see justin Bieber because i mean he hasn't come out with any very new songs in like three years and the fact that they did this, what uh, it was uh, during this time was like very special. Justin Bieber thought uh, was very excited because he, he said in the documentary that he was very excited because he hasn't done one in such a long t- uh, concert in such a long time. And well, they uh, it was he said that he had a uh, he had a lot of fun time during the end of the uh, documentary.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm not like the biggest fan of Justin Bieber. But I think watching something like this would be really cool. And I don't know, just like hearing about his life and like what's going on with Hailey Bieber, because I always like to kind of see what's going on and like see what people are talking about. And I know Justin Bieber got quite popular in one moment. Um, So is the way that the film is edited between like the songs and like the live events that Justin was like going through, I guess, was that entertaining for you? Or did you feel at all? It was like flat?
2: Well, I just really hope that uh, it would re- reflect more on the personal life of Justin Bieber rather than it being all uh, his 21 best hits. Uh, I, don't really enjoy, I don't really enjoy concerts too much, uh, but I do love songs, yes. I'd rather focus on what Justin Bieber has been doing during the pandemic and the lockdowns rather than uh, it being an online concert, really.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I agree. So I guess in what ways could you connect with this type of documentary? And like, if you are a Justin Bieber fan, did this please you? Like, did you really enjoy watching it? And if not, did you think maybe you are going to get into his music more or the opposite? Like you just didn't like it or how did you feel about it?
2: I, first of all, loved the choreography. Um, I'm a dancer and I know how hard these moves that are in the concert can be. And these dancers, have, I bet, have been trained for a, couple, pretty, uh, a pretty long year, uh, many years. And I thought the dancers would really just show sold the show. That's mainly what I was focusing on. I wasn't listening to the tune. I was just watching the choreography, mostly. And the stage set was incredible. And, of course, Justin Bieber put on an amazing show as he sung 21 of his best hits.
1: Right. Yeah, I can totally. While I was watching the trailer, I saw a bunch of like people dancing and it was all beautifully choreographed and like very put together in a very nice way. And I'm a dancer, too, so I can I totally relate to that. And um, yeah, for sure. But do you think that kind of distracted you from like the main purpose of the documentary, which was Justin Bieber or not really just because that's like a common interest of yours?
2: Uh, it didn't really distract me too much. I just loved watching the choreography and how the, all the sharp moves of the of the dancers. I still uh, focused on Justin Bieber a lot, but uh, when the concert came up, I and when the dancers were on camera, I mainly watched them.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like if I had watched this, then I'd for sure like have the same exact viewpoint as you. Mm-hmm. So, what like I guess age range would you recommend this documentary for?
2: I give Justin Bieber, Our World, a three out of five stars and recommend it for ages 8 to 18. Adults and all Bieber fans are sure to enjoy this film. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me,
1: Dominic. Thank you for having me on. Of course, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and today we're talking about the movies Just and Me for Our World, Just Beyond, and other pre-recorded interviews with the cast and crew of Just Beyond. And right now, I'm going to continue talking with Catherine about the new Disney original series, Just Beyond. Hey, Catherine, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing just fine. So I actually haven't seen this either. I haven't been very active recently, so tell me what is Just Beyond about?
3: Oh, so Just Beyond is, it's an anthology series based off of the graphic novel series by R.L. Stein. So each episode is about 30 minutes and there are eight of them. They each have a unique storyline. And yeah, yeah, I do see how this like
1: can combine humor or fantasy and comedy and horror all into one. And just beyond is rated P- TV PG. So do you think these scary, this scary the series might be a little too scary for like little ones in the house or do you think it, the amount of horror is just perfect
3: for kids as well? So, I think that it's probably like I feel like there are some there are particular episodes that kids might get scared of. Uh there are some that aren't as scary, they're more like psychological, but there are some some that are like like actually scary so i think it just kind of depends from episode to episode but like for some i would say sometimes i would say like you should be 11 years old years old to watch it sometimes i would say you're probably fine if it's like pg and honestly it just depends on the kid you know but yeah i guess it is like i feel like it'd be good for like yeah i guess it just depends on the episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel you. Do you think that like, I guess, um, how they distributed like the different because they're all if they're different episodes, what I'm taking from what you're saying is that they're all really different in a lot of different ways. So do you did you like kind of the variety of like a bunch of episodes into one series like that? Or did you I don't know, how did you uh, take that in?
3: I actually did like it. I know that I like a lot of series that, you know, leave you on cliffhangers and stuff like that. But I also like this, this type of show, you know, it's all very different. So it's like something that you would, you know, it's something that you kind of keep coming back to because it's all different. And, you know, uh, have you seen What If? No, I have to start watching things. I, I haven't seen anything. It's getting bad. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, what if, what if kind of has like different, uh, storylines, uh, all under one, but, or not all under one, but different kind of storylines. So, um, yeah, I would say I did like it. I did enjoy the uh, way they made the episodes.
1: All right, cool. I'm not a huge fan of, like, horror, but I've been kind of starting to get into it recently. I, I don't know, maybe just the fall vibes are <laughs> getting to me. But No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also love the diversity of the cast whenever I saw the trailer. So how is, like, the acting,
3: and I guess, what is your favorite character? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Uh, well, the acting, it was really good. They had so many talented young actors, and I thought it was very, they had really amazing acting. And I guess... I don't particularly have a favorite character, but I guess one of my favorite episodes was Leave Them Kids Alone. Because um, it's kind of like it could happen. You know, it just kind of gets into your mind. Like that's like, wow, that could happen. Uh, so, you know, yeah, stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, uh, that's actually like one of the reasons I shy away from watching. Like, for example, like with it, with the whole like the scary clown and stuff. I know there was like a point in time where like there was clowns everywhere. And I was like, that what if that happens to me? You know, oh, like
3: <laughs> yeah. Ugh, sometimes I can't do scary, scary stuff. But this isn't really like that scary. Like especially for us, it's more of like I feel like it's a horror for kind of younger kids. Like, but I don't think we'll find it that scary. Um, like kids our age or people older. Um, but it's still very entertaining.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, this is super interesting. And I also know the series is produced by Jeffrey Katzenberg. And I thought it was so cool. So tell me, how are the special effects, the makeup, costume, cinematography, like the whole production value?
3: Mm -hmm. so the costume design and all the makeup stuff was really good especially for my monster my monster is an episode that has a monster in it and it looked actually like pretty realistic so that was kind of (laughs) scary uh that was only the really like scary scary episode um but i felt like they were all really good and also like all the costumes for every character were pretty fitting and sometimes they even gave like past references to uh other rl stein work which i thought was really fun
1: yeah oh i think that's another reason like uh, the more i talk about this the more i kind of want to watch it i mean there's just so many interesting aspects like i've never i don't think have you ever seen uh i guess a show kind of like this where each episode is like so different about something new but it combines so many different things into one
3: yeah I have um so I was always saying like what if is one of them um there are some other shows uh oh gosh what have I watched I don't even remember but I know that I've watched other stuff like that yeah so
1: um I guess we're talking about everything that you did like is there anything that you disliked or something that like I don't know when you were watching you're like oh I don't like that (laughs)
3: Well, I guess they could have made it like a little bit scarier. Like I know that it's made for a younger audience, but I feel like they could have made it a little scarier or maybe they didn't really, they kind of based it off of the R.L. Stone graphic novels, but I feel like they should have maybe gone like closer to the original, you know, but it also is fun uh, to have like new storylines and stuff. But yeah, stuff like that.
1: And Catherine, tell me, I guess, what is the star range, age range that you would give this series and where can we watch it?
3: Yeah, so I give it five out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 11 to 18, but also some of the, like, I feel like it just kind of depends on episode to episode, Uh, but adults will enjoy it too. And it begins streaming on Disney Plus October 13th.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Catherine. It was awesome talking to you as always. It was great to talk to you too. All right, let's take a break. I'm Zoe and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions.
0: At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into kids first coming attractions on the voice america empowerment channel shh turn your phone off another film review or celebrity interview is coming up hey welcome back i'm
1: zoe and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about justin beaver our world and next we'll be talking be listening to Catherine's interview with the producer arl stein of just beyond
3: Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. And today I'll be interviewing author R.L. Stein and executive producer Seth Grantsmith of Just Beyond. Mr. Stein needs no introduction. He's a world famous author known for his teen horror books like Goosebumps and Fear Street. Mr. Grantsmith is a producer known for the Lego Batman movie, It, and Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Thanks so much for joining me today.
5: Hey, Catherine.
3: Hi. How are you today? well.
5: How are you doing?
3: I'm doing good.
5: I love your uh, your background. Your wall is awesome. Oh,
3: Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, Mr. Stein, you have noted in previous interviews that you knew you wanted to be a writer since you were a child and you were influenced by Ray Bradbury. So was there a specific inspiration for the Just Beyond series?
6: Um, someone asked me. <laughs> that was it. Wow. <laughs> no, I've never done I I met this editor from Boom Studios in LA. I met him at uh, Comic Con in San Diego. And he said, You know, you've never done graphic. I've done everything else. I've done coloring books, I've done bubblegum jokes. He said, You've never done a graphic novel. Would you like to try some? And that's really that's how Just Beyond got started. It's yeah. Something, I, something I'd never done before.
3: Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, I guess, like, try something new, I guess.
6: Yeah, I'm always, you know, that's my whole problem in life. I always say yes to everything. (laughs) That's how I ended up doing Garbage Pail Kids books, by saying yes to everything.
3: Yeah, well, I guess it's good to have an open mind. (laughs) Sure. So, Mr. Graham Smith, can you talk about how Just Beyond became, like, a Disney Plus series?
6: Well,
5: you know, the same editor who uh, tracked Mr. Stein down at Comic-Con tracked me down at my office <laughs> and uh, and said, hey, look, I got Carl Stein to do this graphic novel. Wouldn't this make a great TV series? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, sure. Um, and that was really it. I mean, we just kind of got to work. And, um, you know, from there, we uh it, you know, we put together sort of a presentation, and Disney Plus said, "Great!" And then here we are, a year later, about to release the show.
3: Yeah, no, the show was really great, and I'm really glad that it became like a a mo- er, like a series as well.
5: <laughs> yes, so are we, definitely, and it's yeah, a lot sure of fun.
3: So Mr. Stein, you were a very prolific writer with over 400 million books sold and spanning more than 35 years. So how long did it take you to write all the stories in just beyond?
6: Oh, an hour or two. <laughs> no, no, I, you know, I think I've been doing too many interviews. Now I just I'm saying anything. <laughs> little, I, don't what I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying at this point. This is getting bad. No, I, 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 the graphic novels were um, 100 pages each, they had to be 100 pages. And I would do maybe 10 pages a day. Wow. But you know, I, I, it always sounds like, oh, he writes so fast, but I outline everything first, I do really long outlines before I ever write a word. And I'll do maybe a 20 page outline for a 100 page book. And the outline is where I do all the thinking and all the plan, all the hard stuff is in the outline and that'll take two to three weeks.
3: Wow. That's a lot. I feel like it's always great to, I guess, prepare maybe get some ideas out and then definitely for the book, just pick what you like. No, I
6: do it for every single book. Yeah. You know, people are all worried about writer's block. Oh, what do I do? I say, if you do that kind of planning, And you have, when I sit down, I know everything that's going to happen in the book before I start to write it. There's no way to get writer's block. Yeah,
3: I guess there is no way to get writer's block if it's already decided. No, I've done the
6: hard part.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Justin Bieber, Our World, and Just Beyond. Right now we're going to listen to uh, Catherine's interview with the cast members of Just Beyond.
3: So, Mr. Graham Smith, can you describe how you made a transition from writing and producing like adult horror movies, like It, to a slightly different audience with a young adult with horror series?
5: Just a slightly different audience, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, my, <laughs> my background, it's, I have a very strange background. I've worked on a lot of strange things that, you know, shouldn't fit together, and I don't, i, I really not sure, I maybe I have an identity crisis or something, but <laughs> Um, what was great about this is you get to tell a different story every episode. And so really, instead of sitting down and having to plan a whole TV series over however many seasons or episodes, you just have to think of a really fun story that you can do in a half an hour. And that was the appeal of it. To me, I got together with this great group of writers and we, you know, got on Zoom because it was still locked down like it still is now. And we just spent days and days and days just talking about, you know, ideas for episodes. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to watch shows like the twilight zone or like amazing stories, you know, but, um, what I loved about those shows is they were kind of like comic books. They were kind of like, you just read one and then you go on to the next one and you don't have to get all caught up in things. And, um, so uh, that was really the fun of the 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 show for me was getting to do so many different things in one eight episode season
3: yeah for sure i feel like it's always great when they're, like definitely with the twilight zone which i've also seen i feel like it's great to have like maybe a new storyline every time it is also like yeah it's kind of like a comic book correct and so yeah and so mr stein uh th- was there like a particular theme or message that you wanted the audience to take away from the just beyond series
6: no, I just wanted them to be entertained and be uh, scared a little bit. Yeah. That's about it. I never worry about me- Seth, Seth slipped in some messages in these in these stories. But it's not it's not Julie. Usually I have no messages. My message usually is run, run for your life. <laughs> That's my message.
3: It's a good message and it works mm-hmm. very effectively.
6: <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: So, Mr. Graham Smith, you and Mr. Stein share kind of a common background of writing about horror and humor and sometimes smashing them together. So what was it like working with each other on this project?
5: Well, I mean, you know, uh, R.L. Stein gave us these great graphic novels that we kind of just based the whole feel of the show on, you know, and he's very generous. He said, go take these go wild, do what you're going to do. And and he kind of like let us do our thing, which is very generous, you know. And and so we, me and the writers, sat around and came up with these stories and we sent him the scripts and he read the scripts and said, great. And we went and filmed the show. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I don't know. I love working with him because he always tells me how great a job we did and it makes me feel good. And, you know, so <laughs>
6: true.
3: Well, and you guys really did do a great job. I really liked the show a lot.
5: Oh, great. Thank you so much. Thank you.
3: Yeah. So, Mr. Stein, you are the co-executive producer on this project. So, can you talk about what that experience was like?
6: I don't know. What does that mean? I just write the books. I don't know. What do I know from television? I don't know. I can't answer your question. I'm sorry. I'm not. Being that's,
3: that's all right. That's you know, all right.
6: I've, I've about had it here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so Mr. Graham Smith will just beyond go beyond eight episodes. I definitely want more.
6: <laughs> well, you know, that would
5: be fun. You know, it's, it's, it's really up to the fine people of the Walt Disney corporation. I mean, it's, you know, um, obviously it's always fun to go back and tell more stories and we'd love that, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes.
3: Cool. Well, it was so great to talk with you today. I had a great time,
5: Catherine. Um, great really job. Fun. By the way, Catherine, you're—you know—I have to say your your questions and your preparedness were uh, were better than the uh, older journalists <laughs> who we've Thank been talking you. to. Thank day. you. Thank uh, you. No,
4: you're terrific. You're very you're good terrific. at this.
3: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure. Just Beyond comes out on October 13th on Disney+, Plus, so be sure to watch it. This is Kathleen reporting for Kids First. Let's take a break. I'm Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First
1: Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Zoe,
1: and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Justin Bieber, our world, Just Beyond. We've been reviewing it, and we also listened to an interview with the cast and crew of Just Beyond. Now we're going to be listening to Catherine's interview with more cast members of Just Beyond.
3: Hi, this is Katherine reporting for Kids First, and today I'll be interviewing Gabrielle Bateman, Jai Prishkunle, and Megan Scott from the Disney Plus Anthology series, Just Beyond. Gabrielle is known for Child's Play, Lights Out, The Mosquito Coast, and Unhinged. Jai is known for Escala, In Plain Sight, and Lethal Weapon. Megan Scott is known for Little Fires Everywhere and Yeste. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. It's so great to talk to you today. How are you all? Really good. How How are are you? you? I'm doing good. So, Gabrielle, Jack finds out that his parents are aliens. And when he sees levitating objects and like slimy tentacles, he's definitely sure. So obviously those were CGI. But what was it like filming without the CGI and then seeing it after all of these special effects?
7: Well, okay, I actually haven't watched the episode yet, so I haven't seen it all put together. Uh, But I'm excited to see what it looks like because on set, it was mostly just like hilarious to me because, uh, you know, we had to like pretend like we had tentacles, right? So we had to move in like a tentacle-like fashion while still trying to maintain like uh, a serious scene, which is really Uh hard for me to do. Um, But also some of the levitating furniture was actually practical, they had like wires and stuff so that that was real and that kind of helped me get into it a little bit more um and like all the lights and stuff that was all real but yeah. the tentacles specifically were are going to be cgi so
3: yeah that's really cool i saw the tentacles and i was like oh it kind of must be fun to like as you said kind of pretend to like have the tentacles there i feel like it would be kind of hard
7: yeah it was mostly funny honestly but yeah <laughs>
3: So, Jai, your character Luna and her costumes are fabulous. So, did you help pick them out, and um, which one was your favorite? Oh my gosh, I loved
8: Luna's wardrobe. I wish I had it in my own closet, um, and I cannot take any credit for it at all because we had a fantastic hair, makeup, and wardrobe department. Um, you know, they do want to know if you're comfortable, if anything's like tight or too pinching. But I, I didn't. I didn't have a say. I just got to try on a bunch of different awesome witch garb and uh (laughs) which one was my favorite i would have to say the outfit that we first meet luna in. it was kind of an asymmetrical witch dress i had this amazing hat that they made for me and then those purple contacts i mean who doesn't wish they had purple eyes
3: i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure i was like oh wow it would be hard to pick a favorite for sure but yeah And so, Megan, in your episode, your character Olivia is kind of being haunted by a monster that I kind of found like quite scary. So were there any scenes that you were actually scared?
9: Um, there was one in particular that I was a little more creeped out for because it was we did at night and <laughs> I... Don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I fall for some reason. And uh, so it was quite scary to see him like walking towards me. And when he gets a little closer, it's a little more scary because you can see all the details. So that was actually quite scary. But I knew who he was underneath, so it wasn't as um, scary for me. He was actually the sweetest guy ever. So.
3: Yeah, I feel like definitely it would help you be less scared if you actually knew who was under everything. Yeah. it is and so, Gabrielle, you have been in quite a few horror movies and shows, but not many of them. Actually, I don't think any of them are really like family horror, you know. Mm-hmm. So what was it like? Like, what was this transition like? And was it ever hard?
7: Um, yeah, I mean, a little. I guess it was kind of mostly just taking what I've learned and just watering it down slightly so it's not as intense uh, for younger audiences potentially because i think this is definitely geared towards um people that are under 18 which horror films tend not to be uh so i think it, yeah it was mostly just keeping the same like it's still you have to be authentic you know you have to actually seem scared but um i mean every character is different anyways so it's not like i'm going to be playing it the same way you know different characters will react to being scared and being life being in life threatening situations differently. Uh so I guess some of it carries over, but pretty much every project was new in a certain way. Uh and you kind of have to learn how to play each character like it's an entirely new style of acting. Um so I think it it was it was different enough that I didn't draw from experience that much.
3: Yeah, I feel like I guess, yeah, because it makes sense. I mean, like because You, everything is kind of different. Everything that you do is pretty different. I mean, unless, unless of course, it's like a sequel to something that you'd probably want to stay true to that. But yeah, Yeah. I can see that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so, Jai, this show is based off of a series of graphic novels. So have you read the graphic novels?
8: I have not read all of them. I've leafed through each one, though. I was looking to see if Luna appeared in any of them, and she does not. But um, I can definitely see how they drew inspiration with lighting and camera techniques and angles and uh, the color tone of the whole show. Um, So I'm really excited, though, to see in different episodes if there are any specific references to the characters in the graphic novels
3: yeah for sure now i want to read the graphic novels i didn't know that they there were such things as, as these graphic novels like yeah uh, based off of the well the show is based off of them but now i kind of want to read them yeah and so megan what was it like working with vrl stein
9: oh that was so much fun um he wasn't on set Unfortunately, but I was able to meet him in an interview, so that was actually quite fun to be able to hear like kind of his side and how he helped create it with Seth and what their process was. And you know, for me, I never really like looked him up like pictures because I was always like imagining him in my own head as like a little kid in the books. So I never really knew what his face looked like, and now I do. And I'm like, oh, he looks so sweet. He's just so <laughs> so sweet of a person. <laughs>
3: yeah for sure i felt like it would be cool even if you didn't like get to work with him on set but yeah definitely to meet him you know honestly i i read some of his books when i was younger so i was like oh it'd be it's so cool to meet him and everything yeah
1: you're listening to Get's first coming attractions today we've been talking about justin beaver our world just beyond and right now we're going to listen to catherine's interview with even more cast
3: members of just beyond and so gabrielle can you share anything that was really funny while you were filming on set
7: yeah, I mean, there are so many scenes, but um, I don't know, to give a n- new answer, I would say one of the funniest moments for me was uh, we have this dinner scene where it's kind of like, I'd say the most intense scene. It's right before the climax. So um, Ronald and Jack are like, they think they're about to be eaten, eaten basically, because uh, some poor wording choices by Jack's mom makes it seem like they're going to eat them for dinner um so they're sitting down at dinner and like they're playing a card game and uh everything to them is like a sign uh they take everything as a sign that like they're about to be killed basically so normally harmless things are like super intense uh and then it ends with um ronald's dad grabbing a giant axe because he's gonna chop firewood and walking towards them uh but i still have the image of i forget his name but the actor that, that played his dad walking towards us with this giant real ax. And he would improv something different every time about like chopping something up. uh, And I was cracking up like every time it was on him. Uh, So that was probably like the funniest moment I can think of right now.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously like when your character seems really scared, it would be actually kind of funny to actually just see it like behind the scenes or something. Mm -hmm. Somebody is running towards you with an ax.
7: Well, also you're allowed to think it's funny because you're not actually like, you don't think you're actually, actually, yeah.
3: (laughs) And so, Jai, your character is pretty unique. She's very wild, and she's, you know, very, I guess, very energetic. And so, how did you prepare for her role?
8: Um, well, I think the biggest thing I did to prepare myself was, from the moment I found that I booked it, I took on the accent and I spoke in it for three weeks solid, just so that I could get all the nuances and get the vocab. Um, and also I was preparing a lot with just some research that I was already kind of doing at school. Uh, I did, I read a lot about the witches of Macbeth, which I think she is very inspired by and a lot about how, um, uh, Women in Disney are represented as uh, empowering figures who act as role models to their child viewers. So I brought all of that energy in, as, along with my own excitement of getting to work on a Disney slash R.L. Stein project. I think that really motivated a lot of my, my energy and my boldness.
3: Yeah, for sure. I feel like definitely it is always good to do research for your character and everything, but also, yeah, getting to work with R.L. Stein and Disney. Both two great things would be so amazing. Yeah. That's all the time I have today. So thank you so much for talking with me. Thank Thank you, Catherine. Catherine. You had a great time. Yeah, you had some really great questions. Thank you. Thanks so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure. Just Beyond comes out on October 13th on Disney+, Plus. so be sure to watch it. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Let's take a break. I'm Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And today's show is
1: sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back i'm zoe and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about justin beaver our World. we've been reviewing just beyond we listened to some interviews with the cast and crew of just beyond and, and right now we're going to be listening to some more cast members and catherine's interview with them
3: this is catherine reporting for kids first and today i'll be interviewing cedric joe and lexi underwood from disney plus anthology series just beyond Cedric is known for Space Jam New Legacy, Modern Family, and Loving Him. Lexi is an actress known for her roles in Little Fires Everywhere, The First Lady, and Sneakerella. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. It's so great to talk to you today. How are you guys? Good. good. You?
6: Hey.
3: I'm doing good. So Cedric, you've had a lot of exciting roles in the past couple of years. So what was your reaction to getting a role in Just Beyond?
10: Uh. Well, first, I was um, always thankful uh, when I get another role. Um, and and it was really exciting for me uh, getting to work with R.L. Stein, which is someone that I have grew up, uh, you know, reading books about and uh, reading his Goosebumps books and, and watching his shows. So uh, it was really an honor.
3: Yeah, for sure. I feel like it'd be so cool because I read some of his books, too, when I was like, so excited like just like oh there's a show and also like for the goosebump movies and everything i thought yeah it was going to be so much fun <laughs> and so lexi in your episode you were trapped with ghosts in a haunted theater so what was it was the process of like working with the ghosts and how did it all work were they on set or what what was that like
11: yeah so um our I- our episode is is very uh, complex. There's a lot happening in it. Um, we definitely had lots of conversations. Me and the other actors who were playing the ghost, Emily, Ben, Jackson, and Kate, they all were phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I actually did get to uh, act alongside them, which at first I didn't think I would be able to. But they just had to to come in early, earlier than I did, and they sat in the ch- chair for about like two to three hours, getting their makeup done, getting paint just like getting their whole body painted uh so they're troopers for that but yeah i did get to get to act alongside them which was really cool
3: yeah for sure i didn't know how that would work because you know they're ghosts and they're kind of like translucent i didn't know if they would have to be animated or anything like that so cedric you have recently filmed space jam new legacy which was a comedy action and which that's like uh, just beyond is like the opposite kind of it's like a kind of a horror and it's yeah, yeah, it's like that. so what drew you to just beyond?
10: uh man uh like I said, just just seeing who uh, uh the people who who created it and and being able to make uh people feel how I felt when I was younger and uh how 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 it was like reading goosebumps uh it, it made you feel different emotions on on feeling scared and then happy and wanting to know what's next uh it's a film that keeps you on your toes and and i feel like being a part of that uh it's really fun and i get to tell a story that uh uh, younger people go through that you don't hear uh, all the time so
3: yeah for sure And i feel like it is very it's a very meaningful episode for sure and yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like again like as you said it'd be so fun to work on Just Beyond. Yeah. And so, Lexi, did you get a chance to read the graphic novels that your episode was based off of? And, you know, because the show is based off of the graphic novels. uh, Did you get to read them or? Yeah, I actually did. I purchased
11: uh, Just Beyond after I booked it. Um but growing up I was pretty familiar with Arl Stein's work. Um Just Beyond came out two years before I was born. And so I did actually read it when I was younger. Um and then I read it again after I booked it. So it's a full circle moment uh to be a part of this project, but I feel really grateful.
1: Yeah, for sure. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Justin Beaver, Our World, Just Beyond, and right now we're gonna listen to some more cast members of Just Beyond with Catherine
3: like, how did it? How did reading it maybe, and then rereading it help you with your character? Yeah, it just
11: kind of helped me um get a better understanding of the story. And yet, again, I think that Arl Stein's work is so um distinct. Like you just, you the minute that you see one of his pieces like you know that it's him and so i think for me just making sure that i stay true to his work and his vision for um for the show and for that story in particular um that i stay true to it
3: yeah for sure i feel like definitely if something is based off of a book or like a graphic novel or something like that you'd want to try and stay as true as possible yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Cedric, what was your favorite episode that was maybe other than your own, or did you get to watch any of the other episodes?
10: Uh, well, i seen two other episodes um, other than mine, which was uh, Lexi's and, and Megan's episode, uh, uh, My Monster, and that one was uh, really cool to me. Uh, it was, like, that monster uh, was really scary, and it, it brought uh, a, a real horror film to the to the episode, and that's something that I liked about it.
3: Yeah, for sure. When I saw that episode, well, when I first saw the, the monster, I was like, oh, my God, that is scary. <laughs> and what about you, Lexi? Um,
11: gosh, I, I've i only seen two other episodes, which is Cedric and Megan's. Um, but I we were actually filming, um, I'm not sure the name of the episode, but I know that it's uh, McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace is in it. Um, yeah. And so they were filming they were finishing up their episode at the same time that we were coming in to start ours um and so i did get to see um see a little bit of of what they were doing and i also got to see some of the costumes and just a little concept based off of how the cast of that episode explained it to me it just seemed super cool and the costumes look so cool so i think i would love to be a part of of that episode
3: yeah, for sure. That one. I was looking at that one. And I was like, whoa, that's actually kind of scary because it's like, you yeah. know, it honestly could happen. Like, you know, like something like that. It just kind of is like. And it's the first vibes that you get, like from before, like, the well, from watching it, the first vibes that you get are like something's wrong with this. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> vibes, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so. Cedric, what was it like to work with R.L. Stein? I mean, you know, you have read his books and probably like everything like that. So, what was it like working with him?
10: Uh, man, uh, it like I said, it was an honor and uh, just to be a part of one of his stories and and be a be able to work with someone that I, I was a fan of and uh, I, I grew up reading his his work and, and watching his stuff. It was really fun. Uh, and it it, it gave it gave me the opportunity to to make his feel how i felt when i read his stuff and and seen his stuff so
3: yeah i feel like it's just it would be so cool to be a part of like Stein stuff it'd be so cool to do all that yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for talking with me today i had a great time thank you it was great meeting you Thanks so much for talking with me today. It was a pleasure. Just Beyond comes out on October 13th on Disney+, Plus, so be sure to watch it. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Please don't forget to subscribe to Kids First and check out all of my and my team members' reviews and interviews. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been
1: listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, um, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, Kidsville, and more. This show is sponsored by The Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. And today's show is sponsored by Merck Security Solutions. This is Zoe signing out, and thank you so much for listening. Bye.